0: Ash imagined he could still smell the stink of blood and burning flesh from the slaughter the choking disinfectants with which they drenched whole farmyards the wind dropped again the air was warm and thick it clung to his skin like sweat he sat up yawned stretched the tension out of his muscles he had a three-mile run home It was time to get going. He set off at a steady pace down the path. Soon, the rhythms of his body took over. He let his thoughts drift apart and fall away until there was only the beat of his feet, the shunt of his lungs, and the hard white sky over raw slopes. The path ran along a crease in the mountain to a wide, flattish shoulder halfway down. Brambles, a collapsed dry stone wall, and beyond that, a cluster of farm buildings where Mark had lived with his family until the bank repossessed it last year. It had been empty ever since. No one wanted a wind-blasted, run-down hill farm in the aftermath of a foot-and-mouth outbreak. Ash concentrated on the path, tried not to look at the farm, not to think about it, not to remember. The memories came anyway, dark and airless. Tom Cullen, Mark's dad, up to his neck in debt, silently watching the carcasses of his slaughtered sheep smoulder in huge pits, his world falling apart. We should have seen it coming, Ash's mum had said afterwards, eyes full of tears and anger. We should have done something but no one had done anything for Tom Cullen. A battered-for-sale sign hung on the gate. Beyond it was the yard, an expanse of cracked concrete edged with tall weeds and nettles. The farmhouse windows were boarded up. Around it stood several outbuildings, a rusted tractor resting on its wheel rims, a few empty oil drums. The old barn, its doors hanging on their hinges, its roof sagging. When they were kids, He and Mark had bottle-fed lambs in that barn, turned the hayloft into a den. Once, they'd cornered a marauding fox in there, then, awed by its fierce wildness, stepped back and let it run free into the night. And in that barn, in the dead of night, Tom Cullen had knotted a rope into a noose, slung it over a beam and... Ash wouldn't let himself think about that not that. He ran on and didn't look back. Where the path forked, he took the steeper route, a sharp zigzag downhill between high banks of boulder and gorse. He came around the shoulder of the mountain, and the land opened out before him, greens and greys and purples slashed with fox-red bracken, a wild terrain of deep, wide valleys, rough moors, crags. He liked this route, even though it took him past the Cullen farm. When Dad came home, any day now, they'd come running out here together. They'd camp at one of the mountain lakes, go canoeing and fishing and rock climbing. They'd worked it all out in emails and phone calls. But lately, Dad hadn't been answering his emails or his phone, and now he was two days late coming home. Mum was worried. She never said so, but Ash knew it. And so he were it too. The house phones seemed to ring on and off all day, but the callers were never dad. Where the hell are you? He said out loud to the mountains and the sky. Come home, you stupid bastard. He ran faster. Only two weeks now until the big race, the annual stag chase through the mountains. He'd be the stag boy the lead runner chased by other boys. And Dad would be back by then. He'd be there. Ash would win. He knew in his heart he would. He was rubbish at most sports, but he could run like a stag, run like the wild wind. He'd win, and Dad would be waiting at the finish line, brim full with pride. The whole thing played out like a movie in his mind. He lengthened his stride, let his body do the thinking. Let it make the split-second decisions about footfall and rock and root.